You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. Hey everyone, let's give a warm welcome to Nick Schlumbaum, who runs digital marketing for Rada, their collection of wholesale and D2C brands focused on American-made cutlery. Nick, awesome having you on E-Commerce Marketing School. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Yeah, and just so everyone knows, Nick's just an absolute power user when it comes to Privy. I was poking around the account, so I'm super excited to finally bring him on the show uh, and get a view into how Rada is prepping for BFCM. Although, Nick, you were just filling me in. Why don't you fill in uh, the audience on, on what's happening on your end for Black Friday, Cyber Monday? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he made that note about BFCM, and we've kind of got a running thread at Rada that it's still referred to as, as Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but but we use the acronym uh, E-B-B-F-C-M-G-M-E-O-Y because really the holiday sales are early bird, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Green Monday, end of year, you know, and our approach to the holiday offers is just start to finish November to, to January. All right. So Nick, Nick came on e-commerce marketing school. He's rebranding BFCM to E-B-B-F-C-M-G-M-E-O-Y. I love it. It has a nice ring to it, you know? Uh, I'm sure it'll stick. I, I'm really I, you know, yeah. confident with this change. That's great. No, I love it. So yes, we're, we're definitely going to dive into all that because it sounds like you guys are, are really prepping hard, which is awesome. Maybe just like to start, let's start with the brand, you know, tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing and, and the history. Yeah, absolutely. So Rada Cutlery is locally family owned in the Midwest. Also, you know, we refer to it as, as Rada Manufacturing Company. It's been manufacturing cutlery in the Midwest since 1948. And where they they differ slightly from other maybe e-commerce focused brands is is there originally they sold through fundraising groups and then resellers and it and direct consumer and e-commerce came much later. And so, you know, we're selling in a lot of these different avenues and they were founded uh, after World War II due to an excess of, of raw materials. And so then that, that stemmed into turning those raw materials into household cutlery products. And then it's just, you know, since 1948, it's just advance more and more from there you know it's at this point it's over 120 products everywhere from knives to utensils to gift sets kitchen tools food mixes we're even offering like recipe and gift books but really from from Rada's origin to now and you kind of touched on this is that a big focus of Rada is that everything is 100% made in the USA so our factories in the USA any products that we would bring in from other suppliers, they have to be 100% made in the USA. And that's, it's just a really important piece to the business. No, I mean, I was kind of doing some research leading up to this, and it was fascinating to see, you know, it's refreshing, just like everything happening right now. On the supply chain side, I think like, focusing on uh, American made stuff, like it's super interesting. So just before we move on, you mentioned that they got their start selling through fundraising groups and resellers. Like I'm used to talking to guests who either start direct to consumer and open up like retail and wholesale, but like, I haven't heard of selling through fundraising groups and resellers. So maybe just like 
for everyone listening, what are those two channels? Yeah, absolutely. So for fundraising, and, and it's been a benefit from the start, is it allows us to have a high enough volume of sales to really cover all of the overhead of having a United States-based factory, right? And so we would provide a catalog to a fundraising group, maybe a church or a school or a softball team, a 4-H club, in which they could go door-to-door to sale, maybe they sell online, but then they can sell our products for a profit, right? And uh, reselling kind of naturally stemmed from that in that a fundraising group, you know, maybe a, a church fundraiser, they would be selling nonprofit. But at the end of the fundraiser, maybe they'd still be interested in selling Rated Knives, but it's no longer for a fundraiser, it's no longer a nonprofit business. And so then reselling evolved as an option to allow people to keep selling the Rated Cutlery Knives and various products, but to do it for their own personal product. And so then that comes into, you know, hardware stores and people doing that online and flea markets and, and just a wide spectrum as well for that, you know, about as broad as, as fundraising groups in general to just help facilitate people earning an income and, and doing so specifically selling a product that they could believe in, you know? Right. And so today, without sharing stuff you can't, like, the mix of sales, direct to consumer versus reseller versus fundraising group, like is it, does it lean one way or the other? Yeah, because fundraising was the first and then the heaviest, you know, that still makes up a significant portion of our, our sales distribution. You know, e-commerce it has been rising and reselling is an aspect where we offer it as an option to anybody, but we put a lot more emphasis on marketing for fundraisers and for e-commerce. So, and e-commerce has definitely been been growing for us. You know, we we were fortunate to have a 2020 that we did. You know, we can make speculation on it. We think that it might have something to do with the fact that we were 100% American made, you know, and that we didn't see the same hit and drop in sales that, you know, maybe some other companies did that were having harder times with sourcing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. What about you personally? Like what's your role over there? Yeah. I've been with Rada for um, a little over four years. I kind of play a role in all aspects, uh, digital marketing. I have the benefit of working with a great team, you know, so we've got, you know, copywriter, we've got a photographer and designer and another digital marketer and two VPs working on the team as well. And so I think that my role specifically has a lot to do with facilitating ideas and updating aspects of our web presence and our our use of privy and lead generation, and then just assisting in general improvements. And I think that's the biggest benefit of the team that that I'm working with is it's a size that we're able to continually look for improvements across all aspects, whether that's our emails or our website copy or our product pages or across any of the websites we have. You know, we've got a Shopify site that's direct to consumer. We also have a WordPress site that is a more holistic select your journey. Maybe you don't know if you're interested in fundraising or reselling or shopping directly. So, you know, all paths might lead from there. And we have another Shopify site that's used by fundraisers for their online fundraising efforts. 
And so, you know, allowing us to, to really improve all aspects continually has just been a big benefit of the team that I'm working with. That's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, it really sounds like you, you cover all ends of the spectrum. So, you know, it sounds like you and the team, you know, just wrapped up your, uh, EBB, FCM, GM, EOI meeting, <laughs> uh, your weekly meeting. So take us back to last year or, or maybe even before we get into that, like what does this season mean for Rada? I think that this holiday season is huge for us, for our e-commerce direct-to-consumer site. That's not much of a surprise for any business, obviously using e-commerce as a sales avenue. But I think that it obviously plays heavily into you know our sales for the year, but also throughout the year we're looking for ways to fine tune a program. You know, it's things like during the year we might be looking for ways to improve our our segmenting or our our discount language or or how things function on the site with the knowledge of that, that absolutely does benefit that particular offer, but it will also improve our efforts on the holiday season offers with how important they can be. So it's kind of a, everything in the year kind of leads to, to the holidays. And we start, like you said, we just got out of our uh, weekly meeting. We've been meeting for a few weeks now. And the first one is always, uh, let's recap last year. What do we like? What do we not like? Look back at the data we pulled at the end of it. But then the second piece of that is, have we learned anything this year that had we known it last year, we would have done things differently? You know, would we have built things differently? And so it's really just taking stock of all of those pieces and then, you know, making a list and then moving forward with making the decisions about structure and changes and what are we keeping the same to truly cover our bases for the holiday season. I like that, you know, because I am the naive one. I came into this thinking, okay, I want to know from Nick, like, what did they do last year and what did they learn and what are they going to change about this Black Friday? It sounds like that's part of it. And I want to hear the recap on last year and what you learned, but, but you've basically used the last nine months of emailing and list growth and offers to fine tune everything that, that you'll execute yeah, absolutely. Uh, along with the learnings from last season. So yeah, let's start. I mean, give us the recap, like what, what sort of offer did you run or promotion? Like what, what did you do last year? Yeah. So I mentioned that EB, BFCM, GM, EOY. Last year we did an early bird special and then a Black Friday and then a Cyber Monday, Green Monday, and an end of year. Big emphasis on the early bird with how strong of a push there was for e-commerce last year, you know, with that idea of trying to, to get into their inbox and into their shopping carts a little bit earlier than some other brands might do. And so then we had a lot of success with that. The other thing that we tested out last year that we had a lot of success was we added individual landing pages. So, so for our early bird special, we've got a unique landing page that instead of just sending people to a homepage or to a product page, we were sending that traffic to a landing page tailored to the same messaging as they were getting in the emails. And it was something we hadn't tried before, but we, again, we just want, we wanted to test that out and we saw a lot of success with that. And so that's something that we're continuing this year. So just to, to go a little bit further, cause I think this is actually yeah, really interesting. Absolutely. So 
each one of those moments, like the early bird, mm-hmm. right? The Black Friday. So it sounds like the playbook is each one of those had an email or two that would go out, yeah. right? Yeah. Announce that sales moment, right? Or more. Yeah. Announce that sales moment. It would drive them to a dedicated landing page for that early bird or for the Black Friday. You had one one of these for each of these sales moments. Mm-hmm. And those those landing pages were content only or content at the top announcing the offer and then you know products kind of woven in yeah absolutely so content to the top announcing products woven in testimonials additional off ramps at the bottom just we know what products are most likely to be purchased so we could include those in the email and that's what we've done maybe prior is is those best sellers but at the same time we also know any given person might want to see different products, but we don't want to send them to the homepage and we want to limit the amount of pages they need to go through to get to checkout, right? And so we wanted to try and expedite the process to even cut out maybe a collection page and really put in front of them what we thought was the most likely being able to include all that information. And then additionally, it gives us more ability to measure and analyze the performance of that you know, because it's easier to track that website traffic if we can look at it specifically from their first page is blank, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Early bird. Yeah. Or Black Friday. Yeah, I like that. And so, so it sounds like you you legitimately had five dedicated landing pages. Yeah, absolutely. Or so for that, you know, each of those moments last year, mm-hmm. which is you know probably takes a lot of work. But but from a like a offer perspective or promotion perspective, like was each of those actually something different? Like each of those moments, like was early bird different than what you offered on Black Friday versus Cyber Monday versus Green Monday? Or, or was it kind of the same thing? You were just kind of repurposing things. Yeah, absolutely. So our offers vary between the different the different days. You know, like Black Friday is, is a 21% off or Cyber Monday was a free shipping and Green Monday was something else, was maybe a gift with purchase. And so, you know, hitting those different levers with the idea that we know that as the holidays go on, if someone didn't pull the trigger for the Black Friday discount, right, then we don't want to just shove that same discount into their face. It didn't work the last time. So we want to tweak the offer with each following promotion to try and, you know, hit a different lever for different people. Yeah, I like that. That's smart. And then like let's call it a two week period from early bird through, you know, some of these, like, are you with each subsequent send, are you pulling people out of those subsequent sends that have ordered in the last X days? You are. Yeah. So the list starts with a full list and then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we have an exclude list of recent purchasers and we tailor that to, to include the promotions, but also a little bit of a window before the promotions, just because as much as we want to push people to buy, another really heavy aspect of the program is we want to create as little of an issue for our customer service team as possible. You know, it's already a busy time. And that's where kind of fundraising plays a factor as well. Since we're in the fundraising world, fall is a crazy time for fundraisers. It's the most busy time for that as well. And so there's already quite a bit on the plate. The less headache we can cause for them with Black Friday, the better. Yeah. No, I think that's really smart. And that means that you can confidently keep your 
send frequency high, right? Because I think you were exactly. starting to chuckle. Yeah, when you mentioned the, you know, maybe two per, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, so tell me, like, why were you laughing at that? We hit the holidays hard. And it's been something where it's, it's not something that we, we do willy-nilly. You know, four years back, we sent much fewer emails. We were much more around that two to three, you know, email per promotion range. And at that time, we weren't doing Early Bird or, or Green Monday. But over the years, we've tested out adding more emails, and we've seen that improvement that comes with them. We're still having those good open rates. We're still, you know, we didn't see sales at the expense of these other aspects. And so at this point, you know, it's, it varies. Some of them are different than others, but, you know, we're probably in their inbox, yeah, probably averaging every other day between now and, and the end of the year. Some days, a couple times a day, depending on, you know, maybe that's Black Friday itself, or maybe that's, you know, leading up to Green Monday with the idea that that's very time specific. They need to order by then if they want their products to be in by Christmas. And so, but I think in our early bird promotion alone, we're somewhere around 10 or so emails. And, uh, but again, we're, we're like, and you made the great point, it's, we're able to do so because we we can filter people out based on their actions. You know, so anybody that purchases is not going to get all 10. They're going to yeah. get pulled out. But we do, I should make the point of, you know, with, with this recent purchaser segment, we do, like, let's say someone bought with Cyber Monday, they might not get the Black Friday emails because it's, you know, back to back, but maybe they do get the, the the Green Monday gift with purchase email because it's different enough. And there's been some time in between that we're still seeing that that follow up purchase, but that depends on the brand and it depends on the products and are those follow up purchases reasonable. We vary the theme of the emails. So like maybe one of them is buying products for your home, but maybe a different one is buy the gifts for your friends and family. And we use that language, like if Black Friday is focused on buying gifts for your home, that's going to be the theme throughout all of those emails. And we don't hit the buy gifts for other people until Cyber Monday. And then that's throughout those. And to help separate that for customers and keep that messaging relevant so that it's not just we're hitting the same things over and over and over again, right? Yeah. See, I think, Nick, this is like so important for the audience to hear because if you're just sitting there expecting to send three emails between Thanksgiving and the end of Cyber Monday and, and that that's going to make up, you know, a huge holiday sales season for you, like you're wrong, right? Oh my gosh. It's hard to imagine your emails being seen, Yeah, right? It's like if that's all you're sending. And I should make a notice, like that is a piece of, of what we're doing beforehand of Despite how many emails we're sending, we we put a big effort in the year to make sure our emails are beneficial, are relevant, are providing value. Because the more that we can can have our our newsletter lists expecting or appreciating our emails before the holidays, the more likely it is that they'll see them in the holidays. Right? I guess. It's not included in the big long acronym, but you know we also do winbacks prior to the holidays, so list cleaning and and trying to re-engage unengaged people and to making sure that when we're going into these holidays, we've got we've got the right audience. Awesome. Well, this has just been incredible gold mine. Um, it sounds like the landing page and increasing frequency, but doing that 
uh, using segmentation led to a, a massive holiday season for you last year. Safe to assume you're kind of running a, a similar, but maybe slightly evolved playbook this year. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in terms of what we're keeping quite a bit from last year, you know, in terms of the landing pages and, and the individual offers themselves, aspects that we're tweaking is maybe some timing changes, right? If we analyze the emails, we notice that this time or this date didn't move the lever, but this other date was incredible, then, you know, tweaking when we're sending that email. You know, for us, for Black Friday and, and the holidays in general, we still have paid advertising, but none of it's promoting our deal, right? Or our offers. We don't do on-site promotion of the offers. Our offers are are an email exclusive option. And so that comes down to us growing our email lists throughout the year and then using that as a benefit at the end of the year. And so then in terms of our program, you know, like you said, landing page creation, like that is an additional thing. But when the majority of what we're doing comes down to emails, we're able to do a little bit extra in terms of that individual landing page creation, knowing that 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 just kind of influences or impacts that really primary aspect that we're that we're working through. Then I think that, you know, one other aspect that we're excited that I'm excited about this year is that we recently added heat maps or uh hot jar. And so, you know, last year we were able to look at the success of our landing pages through Google Analytics as kind of a holistic, you know, was this page working and was it not? And I am excited to to really dig into the individual aspects of these pages. And after each sale, you know, like we're going to run the early bird and then can we analyze how that page worked and make tweaks for the next one? Oh, right. And I think that's smart. You know, there's an aspect to the holidays where it's, you know, you you get it all set up ahead of time, then you just watch it go. And to a degree, we do that. But we also are still looking to, can we use what we learned from Black Friday to make Cyber Monday better? Wow. Just the next week, right? And and that's a benefit that we can do because of the team that we have. We've got enough people with this as a big focus of that season to have that manpower to do so. Amazing. Nick, so much gold today. Really appreciate you coming on during such a busy time, mid-flight. Uh, I think there's there's a lot of good takeaways in here for the audience and, and everyone listening. Even if you have a smaller team, a lot of the concepts you shared today, I think are totally executable as a, as a team of one. So appreciate you coming on and uh, everyone give Ray a, a shout. You can check them out. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes and, and hope you guys have a killer season. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope that everyone's holidays are as crazy as they can be. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. 